The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people at Bustler, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down on the Thursday night uh, throwdown. We've got a full house here this evening. Eric Pincus, Bleacher Report. We'll step up and in. Beatball Insiders kicks it with us. Big man on campus returns to the rotation as the TBT gets set to tip off. Uh, Big Card Julio, the Windy City Sports Report from the Windy City, Chicago, wrapping this evening on the Late Night Anger Management Class Series XM, Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio Network, the loudest station in the nation, in which actually was one of the quieter um, sports nights uh, that we've had in a little while. And when we say quieter, doesn't mean that we bet less. If we actually bet more, we put some big units in down uh, this evening. And the Soccer King reps uh, once again. We cash some tickets. It's a plus, uh, plus money night. We'll take it. Hey, we'll take it. We stumbled out of the gate with Canada and, um, and Haiti. And I underestimated Canada a little bit. Canada are still pretty good, even without everybody. All right, these guys are still balling right now. So Canada wins 4-1. We lose the total. I thought it would go under 3.5. We did hit Canada minus 1.5. And, um, and I lost an in-game total as well. So I went 1-2. Started off the night kind of poorly there. But then we stepped up. We took the over 3.5 in the USA Martinique game. So that's a winner to get us back to 2-2. Two and two. And then we had the USA... Uh, minus three goals, that's a winner, and we doubled up on that. Now, I don't even know if I meant to do it or I'm not sure. You know, I don't think I did, to be honest. I don't know. I don't really know a lot of things that I do, to be honest, guys. <laughs> like, 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 you know, it's a good thing this set couldn't, like, you know, this set's too big to, like, you know, to lose, essentially. Otherwise, I would lose it. You know, like, like honestly, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, did I, did I place? How many bets did I place? How much? I'm like, oh, God. Like, it was one of those type of deals where I looked, and I was like, I have a lot more money on this game than I realized. And I was like, what's up with this? And I got all mad because I was like, did I double-click USA minus three and not take the over three and a half? And I was like, no, I actually did. I did take the over three and a half, and I guess I double-clicked on the USA, but we'll take it. 
uh, and USA and Canada on a collision course. They're playing each other. Uh, I think it's on Saturday. See what time that's at, actually. They're playing on Saturday, except Alfonso Davies isn't playing. So, you know, we don't have our full, uh, you know, the, the arsenal. The arsenal's not there, man. All right, so uh, the U.S. advanced to the quarterfinals with a 6-1 win over Martinique. Uh, they rolled uh, this evening. Speaking of rolling, Jordan Spieth's been rolling golf balls into the hole. Jordan Spieth shot a 65 and his one shot off the lead at the Open. And when Spieth starts strong, he finishes strong. The late night anger management class. This is sports rage. I in game Ramsey. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. It was soccer night tonight. Gold Cup. It's the calm before the storm. The NBA finals are off until Saturday, and the money and the hype is coming in right now on the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the number continues to drop. And uh, Giannis is now the favorite to be the most valuable player in the finals. And it's very rare that uh, you lose uh, the championship and you win the MVP. Phoenix Suns minus four. Uh, game five goes down on Saturday night. U.S. Olympic men's basketball team, they didn't want the smoke of Australia. Australia beat them earlier in the week. And they were supposed to play again tomorrow. And the U.S. said, no, we don't want to play because it's going to hurt our, our confidence going into the Olympics. No, that's not true. Uh, they're not playing due to COVID. And you know what? You know who else didn't play due to COVID tonight? The Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. The Yankees have a COVID outbreak. Word is Aaron Judge is one of them. Although supposedly the Yankee players are have been vac- vaccinated. Like really to me, like why do you tell people to get vaccinated if they're still going to get screwed over after anyways? Right? Like, basically, so you're vaccinated, you're tested positive for COVID, but don't worry about it because you're vaccinated, so you're not even going to get sick or you're going to be fine. But due to everybody else around you that's not vaccinated, we need to take you out of the, you know, you know, out of society. It's a pile of crap. You know what? I don't, you know what? I don't care. If you get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. But... You know, people who get vaccinated should be able to move on with their lives. And it's not their problems for those of you who are not vaccinated. Right? You know, something like it's it's ridiculous. So, like, and who the hell is giving it to these guys in the first place? Like, the Yankees have a weird-ass vaccination problem going on. And we discussed this last night with Mike Blewett a little bit in the late-night hours, in which it's funny, Cole Beasley dropped uh, in fantasy football drafts. People don't want to draft Cole Beasley. And is it political? No. It's solely the fact that, you know what? This guy, if he's not vaccinated, he could miss games. But what's the point of being vaccinated if you can miss games as well? You hear what I'm saying? You can, you're trying to tell people, oh, you got to get vaccinated, you got to get vaccinated. And then you get vaccinated, you get COVID, and then they tell you, well, you've got to isolate it. Isolate this. This is sports rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Halfback passes to the center, back to the wing, back to the center. Center holds it, holds it, holds it. Halfback passes to center, back to wing, back to center. Center holds it, holds it, holds it. I can't bear this any longer. I'm leaving. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it down. It's the Thursday night throwdown. Eric Pincus uh, will join. It's been a wild day uh, today. It's one of those, you know, listen, man, I love what I do. And you just got to sort of roll with it. But you never know when it's coming, man. Right? You never know when it's coming. And, I, you know, it's one of those deals today. I woke up. Uh, you know, I woke up and basically about like 13 minutes after I woke up, I was on the air with um, doing an interview with somebody, right? And then it went into another interview. Then it went into Hammer Dawn live. And then it went into uh, it went into Game Time Decisions today live. And it's been a couple of days like that this week where, you know, it, it takes me back to you got to be able to like um, – you got to be able to not panic. That's the thing. Right? Like You got to be able to say, you know what? Oh, yeah, I'm screwed. And I don't even have time to go to the bathroom right now. But, hey, it's better to be, be uh, in demand and, uh, to be busy than to be dead. That's what I always think. It's better to be busy than dead. Right? Or a loser. <laughs> or a loser. <laughs> on, the, on the other hand. But, man, it's been a wild week. I tell you what, for for a so-called slow week, uh, it's been pretty uh, it's been pretty busy and pretty profitable as well. It's been a nice run, man. It started off actually Saturday night betting against that loser Conor McGregor. Uh, we'll get into Conor. Oh, Conor's uh, Conor's got excuses now. Conor, dude, Conor's actually. I've got to give this guy credit. Like, really, it is true. No one's monetized getting their ass kicked and like as much as this guy. But people are tired of it. I know I am. I am. Now he's sharing photos insinuating pre-UFC 264 injury. Then why did you fight? Like, I don't know. Like, whatever, dude. You lost. Right? I love, too, Connor's, uh, Connor's, uh, Connor's talking about how he was beating, beating Poirier up from his back. <laughs> it's a skill that he developed, he says. It's a skill. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Like, this guy really, really, really... You want to talk about living in a, a land of, like, self-grandeur, but whatever. You have a bunch of morons that hype you up. But I got to tell you, yeah, we're on the verge. It's been quite a week, but this is what's getting me through. As I hold up the Space Jam Bugs Bunny. Not bad, huh, Matthias? Look at, look, at this, look at this guy. And you know what's crazy? I was in McDonald's, and I couldn't help but fall for it. I couldn't help but fall for it, and I was like, God damn, and I already ordered. I ordered a milkshake and french fries, 
When I ordered, yeah. And I didn't order a Happy Meal. And then I saw they had Space Jam popped up on the screen in McDonald's. And I said, I said, yo, 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 I would have gotten the uh, whatever, man. I said, what's up with the Space Jam toys? And they said, we only have one toy. Like, we don't have all of them. We only have one of them. We don't get, we don't get to choose. So we don't even, you know, whatever. And uh, evidently, they'll sell them to you for two bucks. So I paid an extra two bucks since I didn't get the Happy Meal. I paid an extra two bucks. And the crazy thing is, I actually wanted Bugs Bunny. I tell you what, the LeBron James one's the one that's going to be tough to get. People are going to be going to different McDonald's and stuff like that. I looked up the, the value. I looked up the value of the, uh, the original Space Jam McDonald's collection, and it's not that much. It's like 30 bucks, 40 bucks. So it's not like some massive collectible, but it's not bad. I think this basketball is supposed to shoot or something, but I don't want to break it. I don't want to start rattling it. I've always been a fan. I got, I got no problem with Bugs Bunny. Maybe he'll continue. Like I said, Bugs Bunny's brought us luck. It's like that gif of Bugs Bunny counting money. Right? They say, oh, there's nothing going on this week. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. We've been making money with nothing going on this week. So let's just talk about Connor right now. So Connor's crying. Never mind the fact, bro. You were lying on your back with a broken leg, calling the fighters that just kick your ass wife's a whore and threatening to kill him. From your back. You see, do you guys see Paul Felder laughed at Connor now even? Felder's like, bro, you got your ass kicked twice by the same guy. Give it up. Right? Like even like UFC, like UFC announcers are mocking Connor now. And also, too, uh it's a radio show, so whatever, we can't put it up. But I you know I've never been a big fan of the Paul brothers, but I'm coming around on these guys. I like the way they troll Connor. Jake Paul sent Dustin Poirier a chain of a Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor getting knocked out. <laughs> turns out the chain's worth $100,000. So Poirier just made more money. He's going to have to go sell that chain and make more money than he's made for the fight. I don't know how much Poirier made for the fights, actually. I saw somebody like talking on M in a chat run in a message board about in on MMA Junkie, but uh, they think he got ten million. He did not get ten million. Dustin Poirier did not get. You, you think they don't want to pay John Jones and again who ten million? You think they give Dustin Poirier ten million? What are you crazy? Poirier used to make like sixty thousand a fight and stuff. My guess, my guesstimation is, Poirier probably made like a million. In that range type thing, a million and a half maybe. So I like put it this way: if this is the price is right, don't like guess high. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, don't think, oh yeah, he probably got four or five. No, 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 he did probably not. Because even though you can say, oh, he got ripped off, yes and no, because he, you know what I mean? Did just say, all right, don't fight him and go back to making eighty thousand plus whatever. You know what I mean? Or two hundred thousand or something. So anyways, here's Conor McGregor. I was injured going into the fight. People were asking me, when was the leg break? At what point did it break? Ask Dana. Ask the UFC. Ask Mr. Davidson, the head doctor of the UFC. So now he's throwing them under the bus. All right, Conor, they're going to throw you under the bus soon too, bro. Don't worry. They knew my leg. I had a stress fracture in my leg going into the cage. There was debate about pulling out. 
uh, because I was sparring without shin pads and I was kicking. I kicked the knee a few times, so I had multiple stress fractures in the shin bone above the ankle. And then I had trouble with the ankle anyway throughout the years of fighting all the time. And I was wrapping my ankle every training session. I did a lot of training sessions when the ankle was sore, but I still wouldn't stop training. Yeah, you sound like every other fighter. Okay. Um, this is where it gets funny. I used to just train on my back, and that's how I developed those ground-and-pound shots from the back. That's why Dustin backed away when he was on top of me and I was landing the up kicks and the elbows. It's a horrible place to be in when you're against someone like me. You can't land. <laughs> so Connor's actually selling now that he was winning the fight from his back with the, the wild up kicks. Like, wow. Is anyone buying this anymore? Even like, uh, even people in Ireland? And I respect your country, so I'm not going to be like some jackass, hey, F Ireland and Conor McGregor. But are you buying this, really? Are you buying this now? Can you believe this? It's a horror, like, yeah, yeah. Everyone that watched that fight, guys, we all know that Dustin Poirier was in a horrible place at the end of the first round, right? When he was raining elbows down. <laughs> and punches. Connor, it's a horrible place to be in when you're in against someone like me. You can't land. You take so much effort and try to land shots from top position, and when you try to do that, you're losing your energy. You're getting lumped out by downward elbows and vicious up kicks. It's a skill level I developed because I had a damaged leg. No, it's something that you've developed because you've spent more time on your back than Lisa Ann has. It's a skill you've developed. That's like me saying I've developed the skill of being hungover. No, you just drink too much. <laughs> I got quite a skill, guys. I'm able to get hungover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were kicking his ass, Connor. We saw it, bro. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Oh, yeah, the late-night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. 
Eric Pincus will step up and then big man on campus will talk TBT. I keep waiting for point spreads, man. All right, I guess they're going to post these right before the game. Keep waiting for point spreads for the basketball tournament that begins tomorrow. Wall-to-wall action on on ESPN. So, I am Gabriel Morenci, Sirius XM Channel 204. We were just uh, talking about Conor McGregor and, uh, and his excuses. So, uh, you know, he's basically so I like how he throws the UFC under the bus. Like they made him fight or something. Like, you know, settle down, bro. Every fighter's hurt all the time. Guys are always going in. Whatever. You could have postponed it. Like, don't act like, you know, that's what he's doing. Oh, I did everyone a favor here. And also, maybe if you didn't, like, threaten people and threaten to murder them and kill them and all that type of stuff and insult their wives and, you know, it's just, it's hard to, like, to respect this guy. And he's just a loser. All he does is lose. He's won one fight against Donald Cerrone since 2016. Like, at what point is it enough? Like, does anyone want to see a fourth fight with, with Poirier? No. I want to see Poirier fight Oliviera. Let's see a real fight. See a real fighter. And you know what? I don't even dispute all this. When, listen to what he says, too. I had trouble with my ankle. I was wrapping up my ankle every session. Yeah, like every fighter has problems. But the thing is, bro, let's be real. Conor McGregor didn't train for this crap. He didn't train. You know it. The guy's rich. He tweeted a picture earlier in the week about him eating dinner and stuff, and it was like, oh, this and that, and it was all this crazy, you know, five-star crap that no one even likes. And I swear to God, I remember when he fought Aldo, he was tweeting his meals, and it was like a simple piece of salmon, like rice. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? You didn't care. You're doing... And if, you're, if your knee was so bad, why did you do a bunch of interviews all week, walking around with Stephen A. Smith? And also, let's just get real. If your knee was so bad, why did you throw more kicks than you ever throw normally in the first place? You're full of it. Like, no one cares. That's the whole thing, bro. Like, maybe, and the best is, remember Connor said before, I'm humble in victory and humble defeat. No, you're not. You're not humble either. Like, I guess, like, Connor McGregor is the definition, though, that if you say it's not a lie if you believe it. It's like George Costanza. It's not a lie if you believe it. And as we've seen in politics and stuff, like, there's alternative facts. Like, like Connor said, like Connor is like he really is like a politician, right? No, no, I haven't lost. Those don't count. I only count getting knocked out. So you know what I mean? This won't count to him. <laughs> this won't count to him. Doesn't count because you know what I mean. He didn't really lose. He just lost. He didn't really lose. He just lost. He's the greatest of all time, but I've never defended my belt once in my life, right? Like, come on, man. Hey, listen, he's a great hustler. We're in a, we're in a, we're in a we're in an era of hustlers now. You know, you you're more successful with the sizzle than the steak, right? Have a little early success, sell it, and live off it for the rest of your life. But like, at what point? Like, what is it? Like, you know, there's going to be more Poirier uh, Connor fights than Rocky movies. It's like, oh God, like really? Oh man, like just give it up, Connor. You don't even want to be fighting. Like, why did you even do this? Like, I don't even know why. You sold that company for $600 million. The whiskey sucks. And you made all this money. What's the point of even fighting in the UFC? I guess, what, for another 8 mil, another 10 mil? Right? Like, you're only tarnishing your reputation now. Your reputation's kind of shot. Like, yeah, I really don't, you know, like, even the most. I would say, and the thing is, too, I don't feel bad for, like, Connor fans. Like, oh, you know what? You know, there's, you know, there's good guys that are Connor fans. 
Like, if you want to be a Connor fan and you want to support a guy that says the things that he says and fails to back it up as much as he does, then I guess you deserve the misery that comes along with it. Are you buying what he's selling, Matthias? Oh, I was hurt. Excuse, excuse. And you know why Poirier says, sure, I'll fight you again? Because he knows he'll beat him again. So he'll make more money than he'll make fighting anyone else, and he'll beat him again. It's pretty crazy. I've never seen somebody have so much power that loses. It's like, you know what? This guy's like a jobber, but he brings all these fans, so I'll sure I'll fight him. That's what he is now. He's like a popular jobber, Connor. Yeah, Gabe, he's a bit delusional right now. I got to say, maybe he's going through some withdrawal. You know, he was a winner for so long, and now he's not, and he still thinks he's at the top of that mountain. But at the end of the day, he still has a glaring weakness, and that is he doesn't know what to do when he gets on his back. And Dustin exposed him, and he exposed him again the other night, and until he fixes that problem, he's going to keep on losing. You know what I would have done if I was Conor McGregor? I would have only boxed after the Mayweather stuff. I would have come back for a UFC fight, you know what I mean, or two, finished the contract, and after, I would have only boxed. Dude, you could have fought Paulie Malignaggi and made $20 million. You know what I'm saying? And especially if you, know, if you don't think that getting taken down is, is fighting, then well, you're in the wrong sport. You're in the wrong sport. Go do the bare fist stuff. Right? If you really want to stand up and strike, if you really want to stand up and strike. But the thing is, you know what? I don't think Poirier was scared of him standing up and striking either. Like, Connor did not look good. He was going to lose. Like, that's the whole thing that's like, it's not like, oh, you know what? We don't know what's going to happen in the trilogy here because he got hurt. No, we do know what's going to happen. He was getting his ass handed to him. And you know what? And Connor gets worse as fights go on. Like, Connor's most dangerous in the first minute and a half or two, right? And Poirier, Poirier's not scared of him, right? Poirier knows. This guy's tagged me a couple of times and whatever. It's good. I'm good. Anyways, I'm just, I, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that I'm done with it. And I don't even know what, you know, I don't even want to talk about him this for this long, but I just can't believe that he's talking about how he was doing damage from his back and it's a skill that like Pori was in a bad position. No, Pori was not in a bad position. And speaking of, you know, all these guys in the UFC, like it's just hard, you know, Sean O'Malley's another one. Like, Sean O'Malley, bro, you, you fought a guy that pulled in off the street that's never fought in the UFC before. They asked, the best part is, they asked O'Malley, where do you think uh, Motino is now? He said, probably in the hospital. You see Motino posting a picture of him, like, eating an ice cream cone with not a scratch? Like, <laughs> he goes, I'm not in the hospital. I'm, I'm having an ice cream. He's having an ice cream sandwich backstage. He's eating an ice cream sandwich after the fight. No, he's not in the hospital. And I love the irony of this, that O'Malley has a six-month uh, medical suspension and Motino doesn't. <laughs> That's your karma, man. I'm telling you, it's like that son of a bitch Kucherov. Something's going to get Kucherov. Karma's going to get you. But like Connor saying that, like, uh, you know, you're in a, you know, that Poirier was in a bad place, that's like saying, that, that's like the Montreal Canadiens saying now. That's like Brendan Gallagher going on Twitter now and stating, you know what, you know, the Lightning are scared of us. We have them in a great spot. We were wearing them out. <laughs> like, it's like, no, you weren't. Like, he lost in five games, all right? 
But it's just crazy to me, like, no one else. Like, the Kansas City Chiefs didn't say after the Super Bowl. You know what? We had the, the Buccaneers right where we wanted them when we were down to 30 to 12. It's like, no, you didn't. You got your ass handed to you. And you know they said it after. Yeah, we got our ass handed to us. That was embarrassing. Like, maybe if Connor could humbly lose after and just say, hey, man, poor is a great fighter. I got some work to do. No. Uh, your wife, your wife wants me. She's in my DMs. Your charity's fake. All this stuff. Like I said, you know you're a scumbag when when Jake Paul looks like, you know, I'm not, like, honestly, if Jake Paul fought Connor, I'm cheering for Jake Paul. And like I said, so Jake Paul, Jake Paul sent, um, Jake Paul sent um, Dustin Poirier a gift. A gift. And he tweeted him. Dear Dustin, congrats on your much-earned victory. I love what you're doing with your good fight foundation. You deserve this chain more than me. Good always beats evil. Keep winning. Love, Jake. P.S. Why does everyone got to bring up his wife? P.S. Tell Jolie I said hi. She's a badass. If I'm Poirier, I'd just put it out there. Next person that, like, mentions my wife's name in any way, shape, or form, you're getting shot. <laughs> so... Uh, and then Jake Paul tweets and he shows a picture. He goes, uh, crazy press week this week for me, but uh, finally got time to fed this uh, FedEx out to Dustin. It's on the way at Dustin Poirier. Uh, dear Dustin, he had a handwritten note. Congrats on your much uh, on your hard-earned victory. I love what you're doing with your Good Fight Foundation. You deserve this chain more than me. Good always beats evil. Keep winning. Love Jake. PSL uh, Jolie, I say uh, hello. She's a badass. And it turns out the chain that he sent is uh, 500 grams of white gold with multiple VVS diamonds. Cost Chris Paul $100,000 from a custom jeweler in Miami to, uh, to get this done. Not a bad gift, huh? Like I said, like how are you going to like, how, hey, and I feel like Krusty, hey, 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 Marenzi, I thought you said Jake Paul was a creep. Yeah, that's before I got to know him. <laughs> it's before he gave me a $100,000 chain. <laughs> like, like, honestly, Jake Paul is trolling Dana, too, like, by doing this stuff. Like, Jake Paul just gave a chain to a fighter that the fighters make more money. You know what I mean? More money than the fighters make. $100,000 gift. Now, one thing that is true is... No one believes in charities in the first place. Everyone thinks it's a scam. So, Connor's planted that seed. If you're Poirier, you should auction off this chain for charity. And let's see the money go to charity. It's a $100,000 chain. It can get more on the market now due to its value. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Come with me and Wally to the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, ever since I was a boy, I've always loved the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're good, but I wouldn't cut out the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I hear that President Clinton is going to be watching with his wife, Hillary. The late night anger management class continues. Yes, yes, Sports Ridge. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're breaking it down. Sirius XM Channel 204. We've got basketball fever. Let's bring in Eric Pincus uh, right now to break it all down. Capologist, writer, instructor. And I could spend like an hour just asking Eric Trotto uh, Raptor cap questions. Uh, but there's a ton of stuff I want to throw at him quickly. First, let's start off with what happened uh, last night. The Milwaukee Bucks, even the series. We've got a series on our hands. And everybody thinks I'm crazy, Eric. But I'm telling you, Milwaukee are coming back. And they're going to be the ones coming Cutting down the nets when it's all said and done. The Bucks are going to win their first title since 1971. I'm buying in, Eric. All right. Hey, I, I, I wouldn't be mad. I don't have a horse in the fight other than to say I, I want two healthy teams. I want great competition, and I'm glad that we got a 2-2. I, I expected the Suns to go up uh, in that game. I had it going 3-1 at this point, and then the Suns winning in five or six. And so this is, uh, for me, it's better. I want to see the best players in the world do true battle and not for a mismatch and uh, we weren't sure what Giannis would be. We weren't sure how healthy he would be. Clearly, the guy is healthy. The guy's unbelievable. His block on Aiden, uh, the way that he's set, the way that he's played, he's really set his legacy. I want him to win at some point. I'd be happy if Chris Paul wins because of his legacy and what he's done for the game. If either side wins, I'm cool. I think Giannis has got plenty of time left. I don't know how much time Chris has left in his career. Uh, but I do think uh, the Bucks have a. They, they've shown that they belong here and that they have a real shot to win this thing. It's hard to say that somebody of Giannis' stature is underrated, but I actually think he is a little bit underrated in the sense that people, this guy will do things that like maybe a handful of players in the history of the league have been able to accomplish and do on a basketball court, and then people will talk about how long he's taken at the free throw line, or he's missed a couple of free throws along the way. But I don't, I don't know if you see this, uh, but he's he's more of a leader than people realize, right? Like in the huddle, authoritative, like stepping up more right now. Like he's just, he's a great player that I don't think people realize how great he is. Well, it's hard, I think, for people to recognize it when you're in the moment. I, it, I'm not a hater. That's just not how I approach the game. And it's really easy to focus on what someone doesn't do. And it, like, it, I, I've coached youth sports at rec league and whatnot. And one of the lessons I teach is, like, there is no perfect player. And, like, Giannis has flaws, free throws. He's not a great three-point shooter. Uh, and he's somewhat reliant on, on guards to get him the ball. He can do some of the work himself. But if you get into the, the half-court offense, he needs the, a guard to get him the ball where he can score. And, and, and that's okay. Uh, everybody brings what they bring. And what he brings, it's, like, like ridiculous. It's like he is Shaquille O'Neal level above everyone else. When you see him on the floor with the best athletes in the world, in the NBA, yeah. He stands above them like you look at him and go, "My everyone else looks pedestrian. And I, I, that's hard to do to make uh, these NBA players who are just unbelievable look like, eh, 
and that's the honest. I, I I don't know how you can dislike the kid. I don't know how you could root against him. You may you may be a Suns fan and you root for your Suns team, but I don't know how you how I don't know how you look at Giannis and say I don't like I don't want him to win. Yeah, you want your team to beat him, but he, I, I want him to have success because he's so likable, he's so talented, and hey, look. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I don't. It's it's an easy it's an easy thing. He's an international player who came in and has done mo- monstrous things back to back MVP. I'd love to see him finish with the title at least one title. Can the can the Phoenix Suns win if Chris Paul continues to struggle? Like is this is basically how much is on Chris Paul on Saturday? Do you think Chris Paul would be much more comfortable back home? Was it just sort of an aberration? I mean, Chris Paul turned the ball over five times. Yeah, that's and. You know, sort of unforced air, so to speak, as well. How much pressure, or not pressure, I'm not talking about from jackasses like me, but from the basketball standpoint, how, how critical is it that Chris Paul plays better for Phoenix? Because they got 40 plus. You got 40 from 42 from Booker, and it's not enough still. They need Chris Paul. Yeah, and Chris is, he's someone who's had a great career, but he's always fallen short. And a lot of it was injury, whether his own or a teammate. But there were times where, uh, an instance, when he was with the Clippers against the Thunder, all he has to do is catch the ball and hold it, get fouled, shoot some free throws. He decides he's going to make a wild pass, turns it over across the entire series. And there, that window, those windows are really open for a very brief period. And Chris, for the most part, has not been able to, to crawl through those opportunities, push his way through, force his way through like you have to. But that said, he certainly did against the Clippers to close them out. So we've seen signs that Chris has overcome whatever – it is that holds him back, but we're starting to see a little bit of that in this finals. And some of it is, you know, Drew Holiday's unbelievable defender. Uh, I, I'm pulling for Chris and his legacy. I want to see him succeed. Whether the, the Suns win or lose is, is it's, I want to see Chris pass any of these blocks, uh, anything that's holding him back, go ahead and kill it. And if Giannis is better, then Giannis is better. But I don't want Chris to beat himself. And I feel like a little bit of that, like when he had that late turnover, I wasn't shocked. And he's one of the best, he's a generational point guard. But now the last few games, he needs to, to whatever it is that's holding him back, he needs to, to overcome. Oh, this is great. It's like a championship fight, isn't it, man? And now we're down to the final three rounds, best two of three right now. I said earlier, I think Milwaukee are more capable of winning on the road than Phoenix are. So I'm going to see. I'm going to have to put my money where my mouth is uh, on this as we're in conversation with Eric Pinkus. So, Eric, the NBA Finals are going on. But it's also there's more you know there's more basketball rumors right now than a high school cafeteria on you know the day before the prom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right now, I'm seeing right. So how much of this is real? How much are you buying? How much is real? How much of it is just sort of clickbait? As you know, the latest all oh, Lakers um, you know gauging interest in Kyle Kuzma, Philadelphia 76ers in talks right now. Talks intensifying as far as Ben Simmons is concerned. Is that true or is that the Philadelphia 76ers telling everybody <laughs> that oh yeah, a lot of people are calling us about Ben Simmons right now? How do we sift through the NBA rumor mill right now, Eric? Uh, that is a good question. <laughs> it's, it's a tough <laughs> answer. But no, I mean, so the reality is is that the, the draft is coming up. It's in a couple weeks. And draft day is actually the busiest trading day historically in the NBA, more so than the trade deadline uh, and more so than the, the first week of free agency. But those are like the key moments. And so if you don't make a trade at, at the draft, you're making a trade perhaps two, like a week or two later once free agency starts. So the, the major – shaking, moving, and establishing who you are 
for the next season happens now. So naturally, teams are going to talk. These, this is the time to have those conversations. It's harder to do in season. It's harder to make big, massive trades. Yeah. Uh, now's the time. And so, yes, the Sixers are gauging interest to see what the market is, who is interested in Ben Simmons. And you know, we talk about Giannis and, and his flaws and that he has them. Simmons is a really, really good player, but he does have some very clear flaws, and they're more pronounced at this point than Giannis. He won't take a three. Uh, he can't hit free throws. He's a liability in some ways, but he's also an incredible playmaker. He can finish at the basket at an efficient rate, and he's a, a, a top-tier defender. So uh, there are teams that are going to inquire. Uh, as far as Kyle Kuzma, the Lakers, uh, Rob Palinka, who's their general manager, has been very active over his tenure since he's been in the, He's not like a GM who's going to sit tight and not make moves. Some GMs will just hold, 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 and yeah. then they'll make their move. He's more of a move, 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 and hope that you get the right number of moves done. Uh, and so the, the Lakers don't have much in terms of uh, players under contract. They only have three players under contract that are of any note when it comes to salary, and one of those is Montrezl Harrell, and he can opt out. So the only two dudes on their roster, if you're not trading LeBron and AD, are Kyle Kuzma and Kikavis Caldwell Pope. So for them to make any trade, it's got to be those guys, and I think KCP has some value, uh, but I think Kuzma's younger and, and might have more. So that's where their job is, is to find out what his value is. And as far as what the reports are, I don't – they're spun a certain way. That's where I think you kind of implied uh, you know, how much of it is just clickbait, how much of it is a team trying to shape the message. And there's some of that. So I try not to uh, overstate the analysis out of it or the spin of the article. And I just look, okay, Simmons is available. Who could possibly go after him? Who would have the kind of assets that would help a team that's trying to win a championship? Uh, same with Lakers. Like, you, you send the Lakers a bunch of young players who can't help them win. That's not what they're looking for for Kyle Kuzma. They're looking for guys who can help them win, unless they're looking to make a series of trades to try to go after Damian Lillard or something crazy like that. So, you know, it, it's a fun time. There will be action and activity over the next few weeks because this is the time. This is the only real time to get it done other than the deadline. Uh, so I, I, I'm excited for what's ahead. I guess and more conversation with Eric Pinkus just for a couple more minutes here on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM, Channel 204. So what's the deal with Horton Tucker? Like, is he the next Kobe Bryant? Because the Lakers <laughs> seem to think so, right? No, 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 we can't, we can't, we don't, no. I mean, you just said it. LeBron doesn't even like young players. So I find this interesting. Will a decision be made? Because it seems like any time anybody talks to the Lakers about anything, Horton's Tucker name, Horton Tucker comes up, and the Lakers don't want to move him. Well, he's a restricted free agent, so if he goes to another team, it'd have to be through a sign-and-trade. And if Kuzma isn't enough, if KCP isn't enough, yeah. maybe you could do a sign-and-trade. And the advantage that the Lakers have here is that uh, THT is on Clutch Sports, uh, which is Rich Paul, which is LeBron's agent, AD's agent, KCP's oh, yeah. agent. So there is some level of synergy where you even, even Montrezl Harrell, who I thought in, is on that so if the Lakers need to get something done that's going to benefit LeBron James, then you know that you have a lot of support in making it where you usually don't have support, where you have to rally agents to work with you. You don't have that issue. As far as Horton Tucker, he is only maybe six months, nine months older than some of the top prospects in this draft. So he's a baby. Uh, he's shown that he can finish in the NBA at the basket at a near elite level. Now, he doesn't shoot at an elite level. He shoots at a poor level. So the outside shot is a weakness. He has got his wingspan uh, to his height is off the charts. It's like among the highest in the league. So he's got these ridiculously long arms, which makes him uh, a potentially high-level defender. I'd say he's an adequate defender at this point. So 
if you ask around the league, you're going to probably find about half the league thinks he's a top-tier prospect, and a half are probably like, eh, he's okay. And the Lakers don't need half the league to make a trade. They just need one or two teams. Uh, but I, they also love the kid and would rather keep him. So it's, it's, it's a matter of, is there a guy who's going to help LeBron and AD win right now, uh, like a Damian Lillard or like a Bradley Beal or someone top-tier, which Laker fans, of course, think, of course, it's going to happen because we're the Lakers. And we always get the stars. And there's some truth to that. They, they seem to have a record of that. Uh, but I think it's going to be difficult. And I think they'll, you know, maybe they'll find some way to get some massive trade that helps them. Or maybe they, maybe they won't. And we're going to have to wait and see. And good news is we'll have some answers in just a couple weeks. Eric Pinkus with us. Eric, we got one minute. So let me ask you, as far as Kyle Lowry is concerned, if you're the Raptors, is that a sign and trade situation? Like, you know, is he gonna, like, I'm not going to ask you, is he leaving? Is he staying? But if he did leave, would it be a sign? Would they say, all right, let us try to get something here. We'll sign you, trade you. How would Kyle Lowry's departure work out? So it, it depends on the team that he chooses and the team that wants him. And so if it's the Knicks, the Knicks don't really need to do a sign and trade. They got a ton of cap room and he's unrestricted. He'll just go sign with the Knicks. But if yeah. it's like the Miami Heat, the Miami Heat might say, you know what, we would, we would rather not go under the, the cap and we would rather do it a different way and do like, we'll opt in Goran Dragic and we'll trade you Dragic and we'll trade you a kid or two. You know, they got like Casey Akpala who was on the Nigerian team that just beat Team USA. Like they have some pieces, Precious Achua, same thing. I don't know who they would include, but the idea is you might be able to salvage that if you're the Raptors. And I do think that Lowry has a lot of loyalty to the franchise, so it's not something like he's leaving spitefully where he doesn't care. If he can help the Raptors, I think he will. But I don't think that's that's like priority five for Lowry. Obviously, it's priority one for Toronto. But he can't. He's got to make his choices based on what's best for him. Eric Pinkus. Eric, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us in this chaotic time of the year. All right, anytime. You know, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing everything that comes out of this the next week or two. The draft, free agency, all that, all good stuff. Always a pleasure, my man. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. And we're far from done. Big man on campus going to step up, and we're going to get into the basketball tournament, TBT, baby. 64 teams this year, a million dollars on the line. There's some really good teams and some really good players. If you're a hardcore college basketball fan, uh, then you're definitely going to know a lot of the players. Uh, a team out of Los Angeles is very, very intriguing that we'll get into with big men on campus. The L.A. Cheaters. The L.A. Cheaters out of the, um, the Drew League. And Casper Ware, of course, Long Beach State legend Casper Ware, and also plays in the Australian League, Casper Ware. 
Um, he's playing in the basketball tournament this year, and um, with Clay Thompson's brother, Michael Thompson. And you remember Derek Williams, the uh, second overall pick in the NBA draft. I don't know what it was about eight years ago, whenever it was. I don't know. When was Derek Williams draft? Not Arizona, second second pick. He wolves. Um, so they got a couple of big, you know, they got some good, good, good basketball players. Michael Thompson's a really good player, great shooter, like his brother and like his father. And we know Casper wears a baller, and we know that Derek Williams can play. They're, they're, it's going to be a fun team to watch. The LA Cheaters, they're, they're, man, there's some really, really good teams. Eberline Drive, uh, the Aftershocks, Wichita State's uh, alum are in this Challenge ALS are really good. LA Cheaters uh, as well. Florida TNT, there's some really, really good teams in this tournament. It's going to be a great time. And like I said, there's 64 teams. It's set up like the NCAA tournament, essentially. There's brackets. And there's like uh, two brackets this weekend and then, you know, and then next weekend because they can only play so many games at once on TV. And all the games will be on TV. So the only thing is, always double and triple check the rosters because you'll, you'll see the announced roster and stuff. Like Marcus Keene, good example. Marcus Keene's a really good player, and I guess he just signed a deal or something like that with a team, and he's not playing suddenly. The Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Sports Rage. Bring it. Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you've found us, keep it right here for sports news. You-